Amen. We thank God for the teachers this morning. Amen. Uh, brought out some good points. Um, so our topic today is what, class? The Bride of Christ. Amen. So we're coming out of Genesis, the 24th chapter, verses 45 through 67. The focus verse is coming from Ephesians, the 5th chapter, verse 27. And it says that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it holy and without blemish. The truth about God. Amen. And the truth for my life. So that means it's a continual preparation, a process of being the bride of Christ. Amen. Um, here it starts off talking about a bride for Isaac. And I think it's crucial that we understand that marriage is a contract. Amen. So a, a lot of times, you know, people get into marriage for romance. It's a lot bigger than your romance. Amen. You know, about how we feel. I love you. And you so fine. And I want to be married. It's bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Because it typifies the divine connection between God and his church. Amen. It's bigger than our natural feelings. God established this type of contract or covenant at the very beginning. Amen. Um, I don't know if you remember your vows for those that are married in the room or those that were formerly married, whatever the position you're in. But the contract talked about in sickness and in health. Mm -hmm. For richer or for poor, forsaking all others, to death do you part. Uh, well, it seemed like the contract done got fractured along the way with a lot of marriages. Amen. And so we have to do a self-inventory. You know, are we really in this thing, huh? Like we stood before God and we stood before men and we went into this holy covenant and agreement before God. So I got to take it with the utmost seriousness. Uh-huh. Because it's serious with God. Whenever a contract is made, God stands on that contract. Oh, my God. Uh, we can play footsie and hokey pokey and, and be in today and out tomorrow, but that's not God. <laughs> my God. Uh, because in the contract, it's based on love. Based on sacrifice, it's based on support. Oh, wow, huh? And it encompasses every 
person hey your life oh, oh yeah the richer the poor the sick and the healthy part you know we can't just pick and choose which part we want to be married to hmm. because God is with you when you rich and when you poor when you sit and when you well. Huh? Come on here. Thanks be to God that he didn't just choose to be with us when we healthy. <clears throat> Thanks be to God that he didn't choose just to be with us when all was well and we was eating grapes off the high vine and we had all and was going good. Because God is hell is the mountain. And when I'm with my marriage, I have that same kind of commitment and focus. Uh, baby, going through hell and high water, we're going to stick this thing out. <laughs> because I made a commitment. Woo. And I take my commitment serious. Uh-huh. Oh, I know you ain't going to like it today. But through the rough times, when the days get dark, and don't seem like you can see eye to eye, oh, I guess I ain't talking to no real. Uh-huh. Uh, when one is on the last nerve and the other is on the last nerve, you still are committed. Oh, my God. <laughs> you still got to put up with one another because God put up with you. God done stuck it out with your hard heads, evil, crooked, perverse self. You can stick it out with My God, don't you see the picture here of how the love that God has for his church, same kind of ought to be flowing, it's unselfish, it's superficial, it's not powerful, it's not boastful, it's not me, come on somebody, Oh, we got to get this mean, cold spirit out of our relationship. If you want your house to flourish, you want your relationships to be well, get your mean self out of the way. You loved me when I was fine. You got to love me while I'm bad. Amen. <laughs> Through all seasons and all stages. Uh-huh. Oh, when I was slim and trim. Uh, oh, come on here. Uh, you love me then? Uh, you can love me when I put on the pounds. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, oh, it goes both ways. Uh, love me when my hair was cold and black. Uh, love me when it's ice cold gray. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, because that's true love. Uh, this wishy-washy stuff uh, that this generation got going on. Uh, in and out. Up and down and up. Every time you turn around and hard time come, you talking about a divorce. Where is God in that? Huh? Come on here. You are tied together. Ah, uh, cord that cannot. 
focus. Ring you have on your finger is a circle. Woo, Charlie, I see. Woo. You have to look at it like this. God, if that was the case, God should have divorced us a long time ago. He should have. <laughs> Amen. He had good reasons. <laughs> and he got good reasons today. Because when you look at the state of the church, he got plenty of reason to say divorce. When you're looking at the state of the people that say they belong to God, that say they saved and sanctified, oh, I know God is getting a stake in his nostrils. And you say you belong to God and you carry it on this way. You ain't living two cents worth of nothing. You got so much chunk in your crawl. Can't even get a word through. Oh, come out here. A man's a destitute. A heart's a desperately wicked and evil. Oh, come out, somebody. God got every right to say divorce. He got every right. But he still is sticking with his church. Through all our hang-ups and through all our mess-ups and through all our mess. Oh, come out here. Sleeping and tipping, hugging and dodging, taking seven steps back. I still All the way. With all our hang-ups, all our insufficiencies, and everything that we got going on, God's still sticking. Don't you know? You ought to praise God uh, that he's still here. Uh, oh, come on here. Uh, that he stood by your side uh, when everybody else turned away and walked away from you. Uh, when folks put thumbs down, uh, God put thumbs up. Uh, oh, come on here. He shined his love and kindness and his tender mercy on your life. Uh, thanks be to God that he's sticking it out. My God. So it talked about here in Sister Coco's topic that Abraham sent his servant to find a bride. So that was their custom in that day that they would find a bride for the son. So here it is. Abraham is at 120 years old. He's at a different stage in his life. But the man was so blessed. The Bible talked about in that chapter that God blessed everything Abraham had. Oh, my God. Oh, this stage in his life where he's an old man, elder. God was still showering down blessings on this man's life. The blessings just kept on flowing at 120 years old. Wow. Let this soak in. So he told his servant, Eleazar, that he did not want his son to marry one of the Canaanite women. Amen. Mm, let that soak in for a minute. Because you should choose wisely. Amen. Oh, and see, that's the problem. A lot of folks ain't making wise choices in relationship. Then they want to renege and say, I don't want to be in it. No, 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 no. That ain't how it 
go. Uh-huh. Why you say I do? It'd be wise to make sure that you two are going to be compatible. Huh? You got to think about everything that go along with it. His family, her family, your personality, his personality, the finances, because that's the number one reason why people get divorced is over money. You got to have some kind of plan in action before you say I do. Uh-huh. And see, we don't put enough thought into nothing. You know, ask God. And, and with scriptures, uh, there was prayer involved uh, in all of this decision making. See, we want to wait and cry and moan. You know, after you done been together with the crazy one for 10 or 15 years, and then want God to step in and turn stuff around. Well, you knew what you was getting married to when you said, I do. Huh? I'm just saying. You know, you should have knew that person's personality before you said, I do. Not the people that you're with won't continue to grow. But they are who they are. Huh? It just is what it is. Huh? And then, you know, we tire. You know, what? Up so easily. Huh? But before the marriage took place, God, God was all in the middle of it. And if you want yours to flourish and to succeed and grow and shine, you got to have God all in it. Amen. You got to have God in it. Well, you may be saying, well, uh, we wasn't saved when we first got together. And I got and he ain't saved. Well, I think it was 1 Corinthians 7 where Paul said that the sanctified wife sanctifies the unbelieving husband. Mm -hmm. So y'all forget about that kind of stuff. You know, want to put folk in hell, huh? And you still striving and you ain't made it. Amen. <coughs> oh, oh, hey, whoa, whoa. Well, the husband the same. I'm saved and she ain't saved. Well, brother, let, let me bust your bubble because the sanctified husband, huh, sanctifies the unbelieving wife. Oh, oh, oh. so that means you still hooked. You still don't have an excuse. God is pulling the rug out of our excuses. Tell you what the Bible said. Now, whether you go with it or not, it's up to you and God. <laughs> oh, come on here. We all go through dark times and dark seasons. Huh? And I'm so glad that Pastor Turner gave up on me when I was going through my... Come on here. I'm glad the man was patient with me. Huh? Because we got to have one another grow. Uh-huh, because we continue to grow. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in our older years, we are continuing to grow. I had a conversation with my daughter last night, 
and she was asking me questions about how me and the pastor and I took her down memory lane and gave her a little history and she got tickled and you know I told her I said but even after 20 something years we are still growing he's 61 and I'll be 49 next month uh-huh but we're still growing we still find out things about each other to this day. You never stop learning about one another, just like your relationship with God. You never stop learning. God always got something to show you. He always got something to you. It should grow. It should grow. It should grow. Huh? Stop telling your age. You'll be telling off on me and Sister P. Well. But y'all see the picture, though. You know, that it's a continual growth. Just because you've been married 20, 30, and 40, and 50 years, because these two were about married 50 years. You still continue to grow. Shut up, Rosetta. You still continue to grow. Uh-huh. So they got married when she was a teenager, just, you know, Ooh, coming out of too. high school. So their needs were different. Rob that cradle. When she was younger, he was in the military. They had that kind of relationship at first that they had to jail, you know, figure things out. They had to figure it out. And they went through a lot of hard times trying to get things figured out. Man. A bunch of hard times. A bunch of hard times, you know. And, and people look at where you are now. Don't know the struggle you went through to get to where you are. Folks think that it was night huh, that you got where you are, huh, but you gotta testify huh, and tell this generation, huh, honey, I've been through some stuff. Huh, I've been through some hell. Huh, I cried many tears. Huh, had some sleepless nights. Huh, had to say before God. Huh, had to plead the blood. Huh, had to walk by faith huh, and trust God huh, that it was all gonna work out. You better tell this generation. You gotta go through something. And speaking of some hard times, there was time that I couldn't even keep a job because of layoff. Uh-huh. That woman took care of me. Uh-huh. Without any complaints, she paid the bills. That's right. But see, that's a part of the contract, you see. Uh-huh. One pick up for the other. Uh-huh. There may be times where your health may up. It may be times where it's just a lot of unemployment going on, where you may struggle, so then the other one got to step up. Make sure business get handled. But that don't mean that you sit up. Huh? Never complain. Not complaining. That typifies how we should be as disciples of Jesus Christ. Not complaining. 
No, your spouse ain't going to be hurt. You ain't even. Huh? That's right. We had a, a flashlight, and we shining the flashlight now. Oh, we can find clothes on both sides now. I know I got some. Uh huh. Ain't that right, Rosella? I know that's what you want to say. But the example here that I was using between them is they went through those young years of struggle. They put the work in, they worked, huh, on a consistent basis when they had jobs, made sure that they provided for their family and for a future. And so when you did get employment with the post office, you worked there for how long? 32 years. 32 years of labor in one place so that he could get the benefits of the labor. And then he was able to retire early. Generation don't know nothing about that. They sure. <laughs> don't know nothing about that. Because it's called commitment and generation got a lot to learn about commitment and dedication. They'll walk off a job in a minute, leave employers huh? and then be the first ones talking about how bad you're doing. Say you tail on a job long enough to where you can save some money for a rainy day and handle your business and pay your bills and get ahead for a day. That was time that I had to go to work, be at work at 3 o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning. So that means I had to get up around by 1 o'clock to get ready to go to work. That's right. I'll be going to work, and I'll be seeing the folks at the nightclub still party, and I'll be wanting to say, I ought to call in sick and go over here to the club. But I had three women at the house that I had to take care of. That's right. I kept that truck on, moving on. Because you I got responsibility. That's right. At a point in your life, it's time to cut out the partying and the clubbing, the drinking and the smoking. At some point, you got to be responsible. At some point. Huh? The house got to be run. The bills got to be paid. Uh, children's got to be taken care of. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, and uh, whatever group, few crumbs uh, left for our grandchildren and our great. This generation not even thinking about the future. They just think about right here, right now. How much we gon' how much we gonna spend going to kick it on the beach at the club. Not thinking about tomorrow. Not thinking about next month. Not thinking about six months from now. You don't know how the job gonna play out. But if you save a few coins, if you handle your business. I got to correct her on one thing. She said your grandchildren be on some crumbs. Mine want the whole darn loaf of bread. Here we go. So, so you know, I, I just want to use that because now they're at different stages, right? Just like you're at different stages. Think about how when you first got married, those that you are uh, or were, and compare it to now, as you age, you have different needs now. 
Uh-huh. So you should be sensitive to the need of the other person. Huh? Because it's not just about Hmm? Well, mine is not all that support. At one stage, they were, you didn't appreciate. Stability. We got to learn how to appreciate what we got. Because one man's trash is another man's treasure. And the one that you trying to give up on and throw away on is somebody waiting right outside the door for him. Mm-hmm. Waiting right outside the door. Mm-hmm. So if you got one, you better do what it takes to keep it. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Uh, just like you in a relationship with God, you got to do your homework, saints of God. Uh, you got to do what you got to do to stay hooked up and tied up with Jesus. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, oh, we don't run in and run out on God. Uh, you keep on standing. Uh, you keep trusting and believing God. Uh, you put the time in. Because uh, pain ain't coming after a while. Uh, you keep on sowing. Uh, you keep on working. Uh, you keep on laboring. Uh, Because the relationship pays off. Mm-hmm. Because think of advantages and disadvantages. Your bed could be cold. Oh, I'm just uh, all this complaining and whining and The last time I checked, believe it was in Proverbs, it may have been Ecclesiastes, that two was better than one. Two better than one. Uh-huh. I like that wintertime warmth. Uh-huh. Like having a little company every now and then. He may be a little quiet. Huh? He may be meditating on his next move for my house. Huh? Glory to God. I ain't going to beat the man up because he quiet. Huh? Glory to God. You wives got to learn how to exist and be happy. <laughs> Come on, somebody. My God. <laughs> Having some company is better than being by your old cold mean self. I like to have some company. I like to have somebody to watch a movie with and laugh with sometimes. Huh? Oh, me and the pastor got married. I learned how to date myself. You know, I learned how to take myself out to eat and go shopping and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I was always a traveler. You know, always going and going. You ain't lost. But it, was, but it was something about when you had somebody to do it with. Uh-huh. It makes a difference, don't it? Huh? It, it, it really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes life much better, see. You know, even in the hard time, I'd rather be in hard time with somebody I love. Huh? Oh, I, I guess I'm at the wrong church. Huh? 
Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lamont. <laughs> Snuggling might come short in the summer, but just wait till winter. She'll be scooting over. <laughs> yeah, they may have to look distant at times. Huh? But the thing about a marriage, huh? If love is in it, oh, they'll eventually come back that way. Huh? They'll eventually come back. Just hold on, hold on, hold on now. Uh-huh. Because guess what? They got good memories too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Glory to uh, God. They may not say you Oh boy. She sure is sexy. Because men don't express themselves like women do. Let's go down memory lane. Uh-huh. You, you see? Women, we are the complimenters. We are. We're very expressive. So we have to have realistic expectations. Don't think that all the compliments and all the expressions is going to come from them. It's not. And a lot of them don't know how. They just don't know how. Uh-huh. So every now and then, when he smile your way, that's a compliment. Just take it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it ain't about the words. Huh? We think it's all about flat. We think it's all about words. But huh? If you open the door for you, oh look out. Oh, look out now. If he making up the bed after you get a what? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. <laughs> Women, it's time uh, to pull out the neck. <laughs> Sis, maybe pulling it out enough. Uh huh. Y'all hang around me. I teach you a few things. I've been married a few days. Yeah. Rosetta, you remember them fine days over at Monson, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me let me get back here. So Abraham sent his servant. He said, now whatever you do, Eleazar, you go find my son a wife. Don't you bring my son back here. Uh-huh. Because Isaac was the son of promise. He was never to leave the promised land. Look at that thing. Wow, wow. His wife had to be sent for. Wow. He was not to leave the land of promise. Why are you leaving out of the church, dummy? You're supposed to be standing in the evil day. You're supposed to be in the house of prayer, the ark of safety. Why are you leaving, clown? This is your covering. This is your saving station, your filling station, the place where the glory of God dwells, where you get fed, where you get watered. Why are you leaving the promised land? 
you walking out on God. And so many in this day are doing just that. Hmm? Wow. He was not to leave. Wow. That struck me. Because, you know, like I said again, this is a lifetime commitment. We need to revisit commitment. <laughs> we, need to, we need to revisit. And, and so the servant and Eleazar means the God of help. Mm. Or helper is what Eleazar means. So he was helping his master. <laughs> God. He was dedicated to Master Abraham. Oh my God. Like the disciples of Jesus Christ. To be committed and dedicated to the purpose and the plan and the will of God. Oh, it was an example of the Master's faithful servant. <laughs> that man was faithful and dedicated to make sure he fulfilled this assignment to get his son, a master's son a wife. Hmm. I mean, he was so concerned about it, he asked some questions for Abraham before he went. Now, what if I go and she don't come with me? Huh? Because he wanted to make sure that he did that thing right. Huh? How concerned are you making sure that you do things right before God? As a servant to the master, master, I don't want to disappoint you. Master, I want to fulfill my assignment. Master, I want you to be well pleased. Something to think about. So he goes. <laughs> and it says that he waited with him first. He took his master's wealth. Now, he, you know, Abraham was very wealthy. He takes camels with him, takes jewelry, takes gifts along with him because that was the custom that there was given a dowry or gifts for the bride. So he goes and he waits by the wall. Then he prays and asks God to give him a sign that he was choosing the right bride for Isaac. If a woman had offered to give him and all his camels water, she was the one. Hmm. And as he finished praying, <laughs> before the man could even finish praying, here comes Rebecca. Oh, my God. That ought to let you know why you yet speaking to God. God done already worked the situation out. He heard you when you first started talking. And before you finished the sentence, God already had a plan in motion. He had already set things up, set stuff in motion. While his people yet speak, God hears and he answers. 
before you finish uttering your little prayer. Huh? God done already worked that. Why are you trying to figure that? Why are you trying to make the math math? Uh, God done already worked it out. Before you even finish your little prayer. Huh? Now you think your little prayer is the one that's opening up her glory. Huh? No, 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 honey. It's because God is good. And his mercy endures to all generation. Because he's gracious. And he's kind. And he's patient. And he's long-suffering. Just like you should be in marriage. In the covenant. Oh, he looks out for you. He has your back. Because you belong to him. Healing is the children's bread. He will provide. Because he's Shira. He will come through. Because he's a God of truth. Oh, come on, somebody. You ought to rejoice that you got that kind of God that is on your side. You ought to thank God. I got a God. Oh, I guess I'm in the wrong church. I got a God. looking out for me, Lamont. Always looking out for my house. Always looking out for the saints. Oh, come on. You may be going through hard time and affliction, trials and tribulations. Don't understand. But you better know that you got a God. He's already working stuff out while you going through with tears in your eyes. Tired and frustrated. Oh, come out here. You got a God. He's working, 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 he's moving, he's moving, he's moving, he's always moving, he's always working. God don't go to sleep on you. My gosh. Before the man of God could even finish praying. Y'all see that thing? This man has such a commitment. God checked out Eleazar's heart before he even went on the mission. Knew what his character was. Knew what was in this man's heart to please his master, to be faithful and obedient. Can God say the same about him? That he check out your heart. He check out your character before you even finish. God sent an answer. Wow. Here come old Rebecca. <laughs> Pretty young thing. And I dare you can call her a PYT. Uh-huh. Uh, they say she was beautiful. Oh, she was fine. Coke bottle fine. Uh, say she was a virgin. No man had had her. No man touched her. Oh, come on here. And that's how the church is going to have to be. You're going to have to be like the five wise virgins that got oil in your lamp. You got to be ready for when God come back for his church, he wants a bride that is prepared herself. Got her all in her lamp and has made herself ready. Oh my God. Fine, beautiful woman. So after he prayed, 
He asked the woman for some water. This woman volunteered to not only give him some water, gave all the camels water. Yeah. 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 I don't know if y'all realize how much a camel can drink. Huh? He generally can drink like 20 gallons of water. Mm -hmm. They drink a lot of water. That's how they live off, sis. Because they live in desert conditions. This woman not only gave the servant water, that woman was working. She was going to get water. And she had to get buckets of water to feed all of them camels. Mm -hmm. It took us some time to do that. Huh? She showed the servant something. Huh? She showed the servant she wasn't afraid to work. Oh, 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 oh. oh come on, women. She wasn't afraid of work now. She carried the water pots on her shoulder. Huh? Even though she was pretty, she wasn't acting pretty. Oh, she wasn't focusing on how she looked. Huh? But a to be able to volunteer her service and take care of the men of God. Oh! So Eliezer side. She was the one. <laughs> Can't you see this thing? This picture of this thing. This little girl, this young lady rather, she had a worth ethic. And this is something that this generation got to learn, Elder. A work ethic. Huh? Coming to work, not calling in sick every time you turn around. And then when you get have a good attitude. Get the job done as if Jesus was in there watching because it's not enough folks on And God be pleased with your earthly service. Being obedient to your masters. Being honorable and respectable. Worth ethic, it goes a long ways. Honey, when you work with some, just one person that got some good worth ethic, you can get some stuff done. Baby, man, we can get the job. I just need one somebody. Huh? Just one somebody that don't mind working. Huh? That ain't going to be whining and complaining the whole time. Talking about what's hurting it. Oh, they be glad when it's over and time to get off and what they got to do. Honey, just shut up. Let's get this work done. A worth ethic. This woman has a work ethic. This woman showed the month that she had some character. And that was what stood out the most. It wasn't how, how she looked. Because this generation focuses so much on the look, huh? And not developing the character. Oh, my God. Oh, but I like it uh, how Rebecca 
was willing to go with Eleazar. <laughs> Eleazar revealed to Rebecca his mission, told him what he was there, told her what he was there for. She runs back home, tells her family all about it because she was excited. Oh, and I could imagine uh, like her and other women dream of one day becoming a bride and dream of one day having a family, having children. Uh, and her day had come. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, Eleazar. My God told her, oh my God, what his mission was and what she had played a part in that mission. And she said, I'm willing to. Oh, let's go, let's go. Huh? Oh, you want to go time now? It's go time. Huh? I'm here in the kingdom. It's go time now. Oh, there ain't no time. Stuff getting hard and stuff getting shaky. No, it's go time. I, I gotta do what I gotta do for the kingdom. I gotta do my assignment. I gotta do the will of God. I gotta be found faithful. It's go time. Be willing. Be willing. Mm-hmm. God looking for willing folk. Huh? God ain't forcing no relationship. Hmm? But we have to be willing. So she had to take a big step of faith because she didn't know nothing about Isaac. She didn't know nothing about Abraham. She didn't know nothing about them folk. She was with her family. That's all she knew. And for her to leave all of that and to follow this man to become somebody's wife, uh-huh, this woman had to have some level of faith that God was going to let it all work out. Had to. Because that was a big step that she took. Hmm. She understood that her loyalty should be with her new family. Oh, Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. How loyal are to you, to your new family? Oh, that's a big question right there. Loyalty, loyalty, huh? Because we should have each we should be lifting one another up in prayer. We should be concerned about one another, huh? looking out for one another, huh? because there should be some loyalty and dedication huh? and concern huh? for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Huh? Oh, come on, somebody. Huh? That's because we are one body, huh? one faith, huh? one baptism. Huh? We are under the umbrella of the body of Christ, huh? Jesus Christ being the head, huh? and it goes down from there, but we all in this thing together with one spirit. Hmm. So we need to be loyal, willing. She left what was familiar to follow God. Wow. <laughs> Y'all see that? See, a lot of times we're not willing to leave what's familiar. Mm-hmm. Because we get so stuck with what we know. 
Uh-huh. We, we, we just get stuck with what we know. And it's hard for us to let go and cut folk off and cut associations off because they're so familiar. But God always requires faith. Told Abraham, leave this place and go to a place where I will show you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for you. It's a lot of things God wants you to cut off and leave behind so that you can start. Can't get us out of our comfort zone. That's right. Mm-hmm. That woman had to leave her comfort zone in order to get her husband. Hmm? In order for her life to change, she had to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sister Leach, take up the offering. The Bride of Christ. Hey, Lamont. 